millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today, we've got a great malicious compliance story against a car dealer who tried to rip someone off. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, parking at my work is a nightmare. So, for a bit of a backstory, I'm an overnight security guard. I work 7pm to 7am most nights. I'm with a company that has contracts with other companies for security, usually hotels, apartment complexes, clubs, etc. For this one particular site I work at 90% of the time, the parking is terrible. It's a luxury hotel, and the parking garage is nowhere near as accommodating as it should be. The hotel has valet and a restaurant on the top floor. The parking garage is only two floors, maybe a hundred spots for all employees and hotel slash restaurant guests. They recently made it so that roughly a one-fourth of the garage is reserved for employees, which is nowhere near enough. They also made it so that you need a parking permit to park there. If you don't have a permit, you get towed. One warning allowed via a sticker on your car. The garage is also valet only for non-employees. Only other option is to pay to park in the street. Personally, I have three cars, not counting my significant others that I drive on occasion. The parking permits list your car's year, make, model, color, and license plate number. My boss told me that permits are transferable between cars, but they will come and ask you why the permit does not match the car. My boss told me to say, well, boss's name told me that the permits are transferable between cars, and this is the car I drove today. Also, I asked them for permits for all of my cars to save time, and they said everyone only gets one permit. I was also told that they have to check every time the permit does not match whether they know the car or not. Cue malicious compliance. The day I received my permit, I continued to drive a different car every day. One of my three cars, my significant other's car, my mom's car, her boyfriend's car, every car I was able to drive, I drove to work. After a while, management was starting to get upset about it. I gave them the same answer every time. I told them, well, my boss said they are transferable and this is the car I drove here today. After about a month and a half of this, I came in one day to my office and there it was in all its glory. A stack of permits for every single car I ever drove to work, each with their year, make, model, color, and tag number. Work 0, OP 1. Honestly, I think OP is doing them a favor in highlighting how stupid their system is and being so stringent. You should be able to just register some cars, like even if they have to check it. Have like a registry where somebody can sign up these multiple cars so that once it's verified one time, they check it, it should be like a quick thing and you're good to go, right? The fact that they acquiesced and changed just giving more permits out is just ridiculous because they're gonna find somebody else to have this issue with. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, wife complains I don't clean while I cook, so I proceeded to sparkle the kitchen instead of making dinner. Been a bit of a reader, thought I'd share something from a few months back. I, 33-year-old male, often do the cooking at home, including the washing up that happens after. 
My wife, 34-year-old female, does not usually cook. We established that by our second date years ago. I love her to bits, but she is a culinary disaster, and time and sweat has failed to make improvements. It is a lost battle. The sequence of dinner prep usually starts as soon as I finish work. This involves chopping meat and vegetables, and rounding up anything that was previously marinated or thawed. This is immediately followed by cooking, and then serving, to be eaten hot. It seems logical to me that meals should be enjoyed while they're fresh, and cleaning up can wait especially if the kitchen is not being used by anyone else in the interim. I'm also the one who normally does the washing after everyone has eaten, and I wash all the cutlery and cooking prep stuff in the same process. This is done while my wife settles our toddler into bed. I prefer this setup because I can get all the washing done in one go, and everyone can eat their meals at the same time together while it's fresh. I do not like washing the pans, pots, wok after cooking and before eating. My wife, however, seems to get annoyed at this. Every now and then while I'm cooking, if she walks in, she'll start complaining, making notes that I should pack this and that up, that I should clean the board while waiting for the stir fry to finish. Sometimes there's literally no downtime for certain dishes, especially with several to serve before it gets too late for the toddler. To be clear, I certainly clean some things as I go, especially when it concerns raw meat or things that need to go back into the fridge. I'll wipe it down if there's any offensive spills, but for things like chopping boards, certain empty packages, or condiments, I'll leave them on the bench top until I'm done, or when I'm washing up. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Things that I feel don't pose risks or have any urgency to be put away, other than making the kitchen look tidy during cooking, happy to be proven wrong. Anyway, one day for whatever reason, my wife got real snarky at me because I left the chopping board out next to the pans, saying, it's not hard to clean as I cook, whatever, fine. So, for the next meal, I made sure to clean everything I touched as I started my meal prep. I'd already made sure the little one had her dinner, so there's no harm in drawing this out. Need to open that can of pasta sauce? Better wash down the can opener and dry it before we start. Gotta wipe down the whole kitchen top too. Oops, dropped a garlic clove. I'd better give the whole kitchen floor a good scrub. Is that a bit of charred residue on the stove? Okay, better degrease the entire area. You get my drift. Wife has put the little one to sleep by now, so three hours later, the kitchen is sparkling. 
Literally, pasta has not entered water, and the sauce materials have not touched the pan. Wife asks, where's dinner? I tell her I haven't started cooking because I still need to clean the fridge. There were some stains under the tomato tray. She went back to bed. I still cooked and packed her lunch. I've not been harassed since. Now, I admit, I've been known to be somewhat slobby at times. I do firmly subscribe to the belief though that if you're cooking and you make a mess, you clean it up as you go, within reason of course. If you can't do it right then, once you finally get just a minute, make sure you do it. But this whole mindset was definitely like way too clean freak. I don't think I would be able to stay sane trying to stay so on top of it. I'd probably end up doing what OP did just because my ADHD brain would take over and just focus on something else entirely. Our next story is, stop this, insert here, and tell me what's going on right now. Hey all, if you know me, you know that I operate a drive through in the wild west, living the dream in Arizona. Things are hectic here at Mendy's, but it's been admittedly a little more so and in a very different way since a certain brand of the devil's lettuce has been legalized. Like, people are straight up wandering around the valley looking like they just landed on planet Arizona, not knowing the basics of life. I mean, I'm having to explain toilets, doors, water bottles. Oh, you gotta twist it, brah? And especially the drive through It's like idiocracy come to life, and we've got a crew of Luke Cunningham Wilsons and Maya Rudolphs trying to make it through our day. Last night, another one of these aliens entered our airspace, so I approached with my usual greeting, one of two possible. Hi, welcome to Mendy's. Please hold on a second and I'll be right with you. It's policy that we must greet the car within five seconds, preferably three, of them setting our bell off, when they drive close enough for their window to reach the speaker. So if we're busy with a previous order or orders, we'll greet and have them hold. Well, this wasn't cutting it for this car full of Dax Shepherds. As soon as I told them to hold, they were, What? What the freak? Nah, nah, uh you talk to the other guy, man. I swear to God, brah. Tell me what's going on right now, man. What's going on? Don't say no more words till you tell me what's going on right now, man. Wow. Just freaking wow. This was a peppering of words fired at me nerf-style by the entire car of people. It was hard to say who said what, but I applied my malicious compliance to all of them, spray and pray style. Well, sir, you're currently in the drive through of an Arizona Mendy's. By pulling your vehicle up to our speaker, you're entering into a social contract where I listen to what food you would like to order from our restaurant and put that into our system so our amazing chefs know what to make for you. Sometimes I don't have time to take that order with immediacy. So I'll tell you to hold on until I'm ready to enter your order. I can only enter your order when I'm standing within reaching distance of the point of sale system and when I'm logged in. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If I've told you to hold on, in about 30 seconds or less, I will then take your order. Do you understand? Great, now hold on while I figure out what's going on with the previous order. 
Then they're responding, Oh no freaking way all of that and I still have to wait? You could have taken my order already, we're out of here. I try to reply as I hear them peeling out, Sir, but it was too late. They hit the car in front of them. They were so ticked that they forgot how stupidly high they were. They literally rammed the car in front of them. They both had to pull forward, but the car in front refused to move because they didn't want these guys taking off. It shut our drive through down for an hour and a half. Our lobby was rocking. The kids each, all four, got arrested, three in handcuffs, one with his parents. It was a melee. One kid wound up getting hauled off after everything, car was towed, and the other kids wound up in tears at the end of it. Much drugs were involved, based on smell alone, and grape of all flavors. So, I think OP might be on the money as far as what substance was used here, but considering their reactions, I'm willing to bet that there may have been more than just grape-flavored weed vape. Our next story is Fleet Inspections. I used to be the foreman at a food distribution company with a fleet of about 100 units in total. Every quarter, there was a document inspection that essentially made sure that all the legal paperwork was together in case DOT ever pulled a unit over. Each technician needed to be clocked on to repair an order for each job they would work on. This made it easy to track time to measure efficiency, but more importantly, how much time was spent on each unit in a certain time frame. If any unit had high labor times, it would go to considerations to retire it. And for our quarterly inspections, I would make a generic document inspection repair order to knock out all of them in one shot, instead of going back and forth to clock off one and clock into another. Easy, right? The company made a position called Director of Transportation, and the guy they hired had no concept of time management. We butted heads quite a bit because he liked to micromanage things that really didn't matter. I'd give examples, but it would drag this on. Anyway, he was adamant about making a repair order for everything even sent an email demanding this to be done. And after explaining the complexity of his request, he waved me off like I was a peasant. So I made a repair order for one unit, walked to the truck, checked all the paperwork, walked back, noted the work done and closed it. I did this for every single unit on the yard. He had over a hundred repair orders and over nine hours of labor to do something that usually takes about two hours to do if you do it all at once. I was called into his office the next day. He then wanted to write me up for insubordination. I asked to have a member of HR present. When they showed up, I showed her the email chain of what he wanted. There was nothing he could do. He literally asked me to do it that way. I left the company and the techs followed to work for me at another company. We all made sure to let them know it was because of him. Not a month later, a driver reached out and told me they fired him. If I found myself in a situation like OP where I know this is a bad idea and it's frustrating to see this like insisted, I would have honestly a field day of setting that all up. Just setting up this house of cards and waiting for them to blow it right over and get upset that they asked for a house of cards. This next story is, car dealer tried to rip me off, ended up having to pay inflated maintenance bill themselves. This happened about 17 years ago in a major city in the very south of the Netherlands with a Renault dealership. I had a new job and we needed a second car. We bought a new Twingo, a car that went for about 12,000 euros. There were two stipulations in the contract when we bought the car. Number one was that we had to get financing through Renault. And number two was that three years maintenance was included. 
We financed the minor part for three years at 0% interest. After the first year, I took the car for its first service. I had about 12,000 kilometers on the odometer. When I dropped the car off, I was asked if there was anything that needed attention. I think I answered something like, do whatever you need to do. In the late afternoon when I picked up the car, three rather bulky men were standing behind the service desk. I remember they were really focused on me when I was presented with the bill. The bill was for about a thousand euros, and for a one-year-old car with just 12,000 kilometers. I immediately understood what had happened. They must have figured that they could inflate the bill with all kinds of nonsense maintenance actions, since I gave them carte blanche. And to avoid any troubles, they made sure that I could be intimidated by them being with three people. I just very friendly asked for my car key. They said, but you have to pay first. I said, no, I don't. Please, may I have my car keys? Instead of enlightening them straight away, I kept going like this for a bit longer. When things started to get a bit unfriendly, I reminded the rep that I had bought the car at this dealership, including three years of maintenance. All three guys turned a few shades lighter, frantically searching for the contract, whispering, moving away to the office out of earshot. It took about 10 minutes before the rep came back out and handed me my keys. I ended up getting its third service just before the three years had elapsed, and as soon as I got the title to the car, I traded it in for a car of a different brand. And as you would expect, the bill for the second and third services was less than 300 to 400 euros. What I love here is OP knew they still had a good deal going, they stuck it out with this car, and then as soon as that good deal was gone, dump these untrustworthy people. Honestly, like, I would send in a letter sharing your experience and how you're never going to buy from this brand again or something. Shoot though, they might not even care considering how much they run people up. Apparently they hire bouncers instead of mechanics at this place. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.